0: This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley and I'll be sharing how to start, grow and scale your education business. Hi everyone, welcome to the Education Business Podcast and Ed is joining me for his third episode. Good, um, good afternoon, good morning. I don't know when people are listening. Hi Ed.
1: Hello, hi.
0: <laughs> yeah um so we're in different rooms again in the same house you can probably tell that we've both got a bit of a cold so hopefully we're not gonna cough um but we thought today we'd talk about transitioning into your business from a full-time role so i i left teaching and went on supply and started classroom secrets i suppose i actually was in full-time roles when i started it on the side but They were long-term supplier roles, so it didn't feel the same kind of commitment. And also, Ed was in a full-time job, so that gave me the safety element. Um, So I always struggle when people ask me, how how do you transition? Because I always feel like I had a safety net that maybe some people don't. But lots of people want to know about this kind of thing. How do you transition from that full-time role into your business? And you've done it, haven't you, Ed? So... We thought we'd talk about it today.
1: Yep, I've done it. Here I am, having done it. um But yeah, I think just it is an important thing to talk about because lots of people will start a business while there's probably working elsewhere. And then there'll be a point where you need to make that decision that like if you want to take the business to the next step, you're going to have to make that transition. And what does that look like?
0: Yeah, so we started the company in two thousand and thirteen officially, didn't we? But mm-hmm. um, we've definitely been working on it in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, and um, probably all the time that we've lived in this house, and maybe a bit before, to be honest. Um, so from from that point, like two thousand and twelve, up to two thousand and eighteen, when you actually joined the company, what what was it like then?
1: Well, I had a, I had a full time job, so. I think that gave us that, as Claire talked about, that element of security. So we knew that as long as I maintained that full-time job, we knew what we were getting every month. Anything else from Classroom Secrets at that point was a bonus, wasn't it? Um So we built our life around that, I suppose. So I was doing the full-time job, I was coming home in the evenings. Potentially, Claire would say, can you can you do this that on the other on the website i wanted to do this that and the other so i would be working in the evenings and weekends sometimes late into the night there were times wasn't there like before mm. i knew it it was midnight or two in the morning <laughs> something daft um so yeah i was effectively doing a full-time job plus i don't know how many hours at that point i was putting into classroom secrets and a lot a lot so you know so we were it, it, yeah it were hard it was at times it, it were hard but I also really wanted to support Claire with it, what she was doing, her idea. I, I really wanted to be part of that, so we did it, didn't we? We just we, we ploughed through, um, and I suppose time just went on and on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a long time, and and I think this is interesting because the life we've built now is because of the hours we put in, hmm. and I think people forget that sometimes that that we did put all those hours in and I think you know you were probably clocking up an extra 15 to 20 hours a week and oh gosh I must have been working the same number of hours I was in teaching but it just felt different because I loved it <laughs> and, and and it you know if I didn't feel like it then I didn't have to Whereas in teaching, I think you, you give yourself these extra tasks to do, you do what you want to do first and then you've got the have to do's and you don't feel like it, but you still have to do it because you should have done that first kind of thing. Um, so I think you have to put so many hours in at the beginning, don't you? You have to accept that.
1: Yeah. And they were they were timed as well. You know, it wasn't just I come home and there was a list of things to do. It was. There were times I was at work and I would get a call or a text from Claire. A lot of so, times. You know, there were times that even at lunchtime at work, for example, I might have to be doing stuff because it was an urgent thing that came up or yeah, yeah, the website's broken or something, you know. So, you know, I was the, the website guy, the IT guy who was doing all that stuff. So, you know, and actually I had a... A, a full-time demanding job as well you know there was some big projects I was working at work wasn't there sort of alongside mm. this which you know kind of I had to put extra time and hours in for that as well so yeah it was it were hard
0: yeah particularly towards the end and also we had two young children as well so mm.
1: 2018
0: our second baby was born in June um and, and we had a toddler a two-year-old she'd just gone too so it was um yeah it were, it were interesting times but there were even times because. Obviously, before you joined the company, we actually did employ staff. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sean, who's now our ops, ops director, joined us uh, in 2016. Um, my mum joined us, my sister, and and a number of other employees. And I think you know when you officially joined, the office was quite full, and I suppose people didn't really kind of know you so much. Sean did, and obviously my mum and Emily, yeah. but. Not that many people did, and I suppose you had that transition there, didn't you?
1: Well, I did. I think we used to joke about it, didn't we, because I'd get forgotten. It wasn't intentional. You know, people didn't do it on purpose. It was just because I wasn't in their kind of world when they were working, because I was off elsewhere working. So, you know, there'd be times where I'd take days off for stuff as well, wouldn't I, kind of? crop up yeah. and i think you know um but yeah, yeah we're I, having I, a
0: strategic day and i remember you'd take a holiday and you'd come yeah. in and we'd sit around the table yeah
1: yeah but i also think as well in terms of i suppose it's different with you mom, and your sister right because i in family times i built a relationship with them but i think actually when i look at it on balance now i think my relationship with charme took a bit longer to develop mm. Than, than you did because she were talking to working with her constantly all the time whereas I would just dip in and out so I think mm. there's things like that you don't really realize at the time and when you look back at it actually yeah there's you know it takes time to build relationships doesn't it
0: yeah and also that availability I mean I remember times when um my mum and Emily obviously because it's family they, they would also ring you at work like can <laughs> you fix this and can you do it now <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's ten AM, um, let me see what I can do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So y- your job—tell t- t- us about this job that you had, or a number of jobs that you had, because um, you know it was—it was an interesting decision to finally leave, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I, I worked there for what thirteen years. Uh, you know, a large not-for-profit organization, and I. I I bought into what they did, you know, the the, the purpose of that um, organization and I worked my way up, you know, I, I, I started working shifts <laughs> originally on, in like a call center environment I suppose, and I, I worked my way up through that, ultimately ended up in a, a position in IT which, you know, I worked hard to get to and I, I enjoyed that job, Um which didn't, didn't make it easy just to walk away from either um so that that was hard and i'm sure many of you are probably listening now that might be in jobs that you also love but you've also started something else that you love on the side so it's you know those two things can kind of be fighting each other i suppose in some ways
0: Mm -hmm. so we didn't i remember so i was we had Hattie and I was pregnant with me and it was um, getting closer to the date. And I was frustrated because I was like, why is this not happened already with Hattie? It happened really early. So I want this to happen again. And I remember thinking, I can't do this because we just moved into an office. And um, I suppose it felt more real. People were starting to turn up at the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these people that we'd employed for quite a number of years. Mm-hmm. And um, I was hinting, without hinting listen right maybe you need to think about leaving and and what's interesting is um in the 2017 september 2017 which wasn't that long before we were in Portugal and i remember us um going for walks every evening trying to get hattie to sleep and me saying oh wouldn't it be great if you could join the team full time that was like it was a big huge focus of mine even if it wasn't yours um I don't know whether you really thought that it would ever come off or it would be one day in the future. I certainly didn't realize I was manifesting it so early. I was. Um, and what less, well, about nine months later, we were ready to do that. But we'd been ready to do that for a while. Mm. Um, but we'd just not made that step. So, obviously, you you have some things around risk. Talk about that.
1: <laughs> I'm... Yeah, you know, we talked about earlier. that so actually, I had a full time job, and actually, we knew that we had that income, right? So we built our life around that. Classroom secrets was just this thing we were growing on the side, um, but increasingly it was becoming a bigger thing that was also starting to provide for us as a family as well. But but for me, there's this thing about putting all your eggs in one basket, right? So if we're both reliant on classroom secrets, for me, that felt like a bigger risk. At that point, it felt like a bigger risk. Suddenly, we're taking away that certainty and putting both bow in one basket. And you know, maybe some of it was about me thinking, "What if I mess this up? I'm going to put my family at risk." So there was definitely that at play. Um, so <laughs> you know, so it's that it's that balancing act between: is this risk worth taking? Because the if you look past that, what what's the payoff? You know, what What? What could, if that, re- if that works out, what does life look like? Mm. Uh, and I think you've got to kind of, you've got to look past it sometimes for that, but you've got to be real as well. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody to go in, just pack the job in tomorrow without really seriously considering it. It's a big step. But for me, without getting too geeky about it all, but, you know, risk is all about probability and impact. So you've got to look at, you know, what's the probability of, this thing going wrong and if it did what's the impact of it so that's how you come up with a, a risk score uh, effectively so you, you've kind of got to do that work yourself and work it out
0: i'm going to ask you um a question that we didn't really talk about before i uh, so you can tell me if you don't want an answer but from a male perspective because you know sometimes we talk about gender don't we um you know, when you, my expectation really, when you, when you joined the company officially was that you would be more free like me. And when you first joined, I think you kind of just expected to do a full-time job there and not really kind of share that freedom. Obviously the way that you work now is very different because well, you, you can tell everybody how you work now, but how did you find that transition on a personal level? But also, maybe looking around you and the examples that you've had in your life, how did that? How did you feel about that?
1: Hmm. So I think
0: I can tell that was I wasn't expecting this question. I wasn't, hmm.
1: but I can answer it. Um, I think you know. I, unfortunately we still live in this world sometimes where there's this expectation that the man is the breadwinner to coin that phrase. And he's the one that goes out and works and it's up to the woman to look after the children, the house and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there there are plenty of examples of where that isn't the case, right? (laughs) Where one of them, Mm -hmm. but, um, so I think joining the business and transitioning I think I kind of because I was in a full-time job right so I've got to go and do that full-time job because I'm working for somebody else I can't decide not to work one day right at that point so I think I just basically adopted that and thought I'd just come in and just do the full-time job at Classroom Secrets I think it took me a while to adjust and transition to this world of actually wait a minute I'm my own boss now I can do it my way or our way Mm. And, you know, we're there now, and our way is, actually, as long as we're doing what we need to do, we can create freedom. We can, you know, actually, I can, I'm in a place now where we, I can decide I'm not going to work this afternoon because I'm going to go and do X, Y, Z. I need to go and have some thinking time or, you know, go for a walk. And Or work, like yesterday,
0: work. like yesterday.
1: Yeah, or like like yesterday where I was able just to go to the kids' School for a, an event in the afternoon, I can. I've got the freedom and ability to do that, and that's a culture we built within our own business. Um, not just for us, yeah, colleagues in our business can do that as well, so that's also great. Um, but I think it's hard that transition from the traditional I'm working nine to five, Monday to Friday, to a different way of working, but actually, it can work as well, if not better, because am i able to. Recognize and realize um when I need time to go and do other things to add value.
0: Mm. Do you think um well let's let's just go back. So it was um it was a couple of weeks before May was born, and then he went and oh dislocated your knee didn't you which that was just a nightmare I'm not gonna lie <laughs> so I was heavily pregnant Edward could not help me at all um and we had a toddler and I didn't feel very well because my iron was so low um but anyway so I I, I begged you really didn't have to leave and join the business um I mean how did you feel about that <laughs>
1: I think, at the, I think at the time I was, again, I was still, still worried that, you know, it's a big risk, but I think I got to the place where, because actually there was a bit of a stepping stone there, wasn't it? If you remember, I actually went part-time.
0: Mm, so yeah. I reduced
1: my hours uh, and then thought, oh, well, I can do that. I can do both. I just a bit more of a transition, do a few more hours at Classroom Secrets so I could be more present. But that didn't work, right, on both, both sides. I don't think it worked for me at Classroom Secrets or all the other roles. So um, I think then I got to the place where I this is it, I need to do it now. So I think I got myself there eventually.
0: But but we were, were you ready?
1: Um, I think I'd, I'd got, I was ready at that point because I recognised that I, I was needed and actually it was a point in time that that transition needed to happen. Yeah. I'd, I felt like I'd, tr- I'd put it off for too long. We tried something in the middle, and it didn't work. So the only other option is I don't do anything with Classroom Secrets, and I go a different direction with the current role, or I put everything into Classroom Secrets. So that's what that's where I got to. And
0: um, if you could go back and do it again, what would you do?
1: Um, I would have done it sooner um I would have taken that risk and done it sooner. Um but I also I can say that now because of what I've learned from that process. So mm-hmm. it's very it's very difficult when you're in it doing it living it for the first time, isn't it? But when I look back and learn from that, yeah, definitely should have happened sooner. And I think the business would have progressed sooner as well had I been able to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think you realised how much the business needed yeah?
1: No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I felt like I was just doing a small part of the bigger thing and I felt like maybe I could just continue just doing that on the side. But I think it it grew to this thing where that wasn't sustainable and actually what I bring is not just the IT and the technology, but I bring all sorts of other things as well. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, you've got a lot of business experience that we've, you know, been through together but also you you know I don't want to say corporate but you've worked in a big organization and often you bring a perspective from that side whereas you know I haven't I've worked in well I have worked in a big organization but not as anybody who knows anything um and then obviously um I've been in schools which is very different and and sometimes I think particularly like the management stuff I've learned so much obviously from reading books and from you and from other people who have come into the business Mm -hmm. but um you know often in schools you're not nobody who's a manager is taught to be a manager and you're not taught to be a manager um so it can be very different um can't it so I think that that has been particularly helpful um Mm -hmm. I mean I think the timing of you going full-time in the business was just Probably terrible, um, mm. <laughs> because we just we'd got our first office. Yeah, we're having a second baby. Um, we were growing the team quite rapidly at that part as well. Um, mm. We were going through a really big growth phase. It was so. I suppose that's the advice to anyone, isn't it? Like, do it before that point, because really, you, it was very chaotic, and you joined in the chaos. Yeah. I, so you know, when you joined officially, it wasn't smooth, really, was it? Like, no. how did you figure out what you should do?
1: I think that was one of the things. I think even though I was doing all this stuff, I didn't, wasn't really clear about what I should be doing.
0: You know, you you used to say to me, but what would I do? And I'm yeah. like, oh, my word, you could help me.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, it, you know, it wasn't it was never about me coming in and taking your stuff was it no it's not that you know I'm gonna I'd you know it wasn't about me coming in and being being clear. it was all the other things that I could help with as well um so yeah so it, it, it wasn't smooth I think it was an adjustment period and a working out period also you know I started to grow my team as well which you know that was changing dynamics as well
0: yeah and um that took a long time, didn't it? You know, we're not talking months. That was maybe eighteen months, yeah, um, yeah. to to really like get into that. And I think it did take you a while to realise the value that you did have to add.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, and I think you know, and it wasn't that even even then we didn't cover everything, did we? Between us, we still had gaps.
0: Yes, yes,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, and that and that for me is where bringing people like Sharon and Bevin. Mm. really it kind of covers all those those gaps and other great people we've now brought into the business in other roles Mm. not one one person in the business our size cannot just do everything
0: no no and I think that's interesting because when I was at the founders group yesterday that kind of came up around how we work really well together because um I mean we did have this conversation before um doing this episode with the, the next episode we record together we're actually going to do about as um as a couple working together mm-hmm. um and often we'll talk to people who are couples and they'll go oh yeah we argue all the time and things and and we don't we we just get on so it might be a boring episode maybe don't tune in um, and <laughs> we have to record it after this one um but even when if i think of it as a circle yes we were two quite big wedges that are opposite each other with the the points meeting in the middle but then mm. there were like two more quarters i suppose of the circle yeah. missing and i think you know um obviously we've brought shan up um through the business and she definitely filled a quarter but there was there's there was a quarter missing where we the three of us didn't have skill set and that's mm-hmm. where um Bev definitely feels that now so I don't want to I think the, the circle feels full at the moment but then things change and things happen and then you never know we might realize actually we're all a fifth of the circle now yeah. and the, there's a part of the circle missing for, for that point in the journey really and I'm not yeah. talking about the whole team here I'm just talking about the leadership more than anything um but yeah I always find that interesting we're, we're still trying to figure out are we like are we always working on the things that we're good at and it's it's a journey isn't it
1: yeah yeah and I think I think you're right that's a good good way of thinking about it that circle just grows as your business grows and it's quite a good analogy I think so as you as we as we grow a bit more gaps will appear that we need to plug so I think that's a really good way to think about it is when you start out you're probably on your own maybe there's two of you but you know it's probably a small circle, but that when that grows, there's going to be gaps that appear. So, yeah, I mm. like that.
0: Yeah. Do you miss your job? Do, you miss- Do I miss it? Yeah.
1: No, I I think I can look back fondly and recognise the journey I went on there and the learnings from that and the people that I worked with and some of the great things I did. But it's it's helped me to be who I am today and what I. You know what I know and what I do today, so no, I, I don't miss it.
0: It was four years ago now. It seems like such a long time. Mm. Um, when you had a proper job, mm.
1: I do like I do like keeping keeping an eye out on LinkedIn and seeing other people I've worked with get new jobs and progress and stuff like that. That's nice to to see I like that.
0: What? Well, um, how do you feel about the risk now? Because obviously we're four years in, and um, we we are relying. Really on classroom secrets. So, how, um, how do you feel about that risk?
1: I think going back to what I said earlier, I think um, again with experience and and we've taken a lot of risks <laughs> in the business, right? <laughs> but we do like a part a lot a lot of what we do in our leadership roles ultimately comes down to accepting risk. And as entrepreneurs, and, and as entrepreneurs, um, is is about accepting risk, right? And I think your risk profile can change um and that is with experience and confidence. Um so again, yeah, I feel like I would be probably take more risks now, based on that experience.
0: So now you are risky. Uh
1: I don't know where I sit on the <laughs> risk profile. But... Probably
0: not as far up as me. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, let's just do that. Um do you know what i have not really thought how to uh, end the podcast episode. Um Anything else you want to add?
1: Um, I think I just want to probably just say. So, some of you listening might be looking at listening to this now and thinking, I need to take this step. Um, So, you know, just make sure you you really consider it, chat it through with the right people. Uh, But at some point, if you want to grow your business and take that business to the next level, you're going to have to take that step and take that risk and get comfortable with taking risks, but always make sure you kind of balance the impact and probability stuff that I talked about earlier.
0: Mm. And it's so difficult, isn't it? Because, I mean, some people say, do it before you're ready financially and then the drive will will help you. And, and we definitely didn't do that, did we? I mean, I was like, listen, Edward, we can afford it. And you were like no, but what if <laughs> all the time? Mm. Um, and I think that would have helped us um, grow probably more stably um, if we'd have taken the risk earlier. But then it probably would have felt a lot more stressful because we wouldn't have been like, all oh, right, well, the money's already there. Because that that's when you join the business really, like the money was already there. Um, whether that was the right environment or not, I don't know but that was mm. how it was for us
1: yeah and i guess you know <laughs> cost of living crisis at the moment makes it extra tricky doesn't it as an extra dimension and then slightly different risk on there so it's tricky it is hard um but if you really truly believe in what you're doing in your business then at some point you'll you'll take that step
0: mm-hmm. yeah super well i hope that this has been helpful um you know, we're going to do more of these and we want it to just, um, feel like a chat between us really. Um, so hopefully you have, um, taken something away from it and, um, we'll see you together in the next episode where we're going to interview, um, somebody really interesting. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.